Get on your fancy pants, boys and girls, because this is the MFG cast. the variety of intros that you bring every week i know i know but this believe me this one has a good reason this ha- this one has a good excuse or maybe it doesn't who knows i am kurt from the house amular and and that is the wyatt of the d but that's that didn't come out right at all let's let's i'm kurt you're not you're not count von curtis <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i'm not count of anything i'm like i'm like third tier in our whole house actually i'm probably like four no like six tier Below, like, the dog and our two um, guinea pigs. So, I know where my place is. I was going to say, not only you not a count, you can also barely count. That's right, that's right. A one, (laughs) a five. Oh, no, where did I go? (laughs) Um, And uh, I guess if we're being fancy, this is D-Wire, third of his name. Nice, there you go. There you go. That's a good one. I don't know where I am in that whole thing. We have a special guest. Uh, we, actually, we have special guest, plural. Uh, we've got Mike and Owen Wokash on the show. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell which one's which? Yeah, exactly. I don't know who to shoot. No, that's just the thing. Uh, it's I was not, gonna say like, that. like Owen, I'm not really gonna shoot anyway. That's just an old, that's an old TV show reference. So, don't be afraid. So the whole fancy pants thing is kind of an old joke from the first time that we talked to Mike about starving artists. So if you haven't heard that interview yet, go back to it, enjoy it, love it for all of its, all of its being, and come back and listen to this one. We're gonna be talking about the basically kind of the reboot kind of, of starving artist. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. Yeah, I'm gonna call that Mike. I'm gonna call it that, Mike. And you can't stop me. Either well, can you, Owen? What? <laughs> uh, so, Mike, tell me <laughs> if I understand this right. With the relaunch of this Kickstarter, it's basically because in the last Avengers film with the Infinity Stones, we branched off another timeline. So once again, starving artists has a rebirth and a reimagination. Is that basically why this is going on? Um, I think there's spoilers in there, and I have not yet seen the movie, so... <laughs> there, there's these Infinity Stones, and they... No, I got and it. And one of them deals with time. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> um, yeah, no, it was more like Mike is being lazy, so needed somebody else to pick up the slack and uh, deliver fancy games to people. Well, that's actually the seventh Infinity Stone, laziness. Laziness, it's, is that it? Yeah. The problem is nobody bothers to find it because they're like, meh, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the procrastination it, stone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and if, if you've seen if you've seen the last uh, Avengers movie, I'm not spoiling anything by telling you that Thanos does have that stone in that movie. He does have lazy, <laughs> the lazy stone. Yeah, if you just watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 
Like he uses it to have the TV remote come to him. You know, he's like, it's just not getting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's always expecting all those minions to bring his dinner. You know, and he's like, oh wait a minute, I got rid of a bunch of them. So I, how am I gonna do this tonight? So, but so let's talk about like how it all happened. So you had Starving Artist, you sold out of it. Now someone else is taking over and doing this Kickstarter. So how did that all come about? Yeah, so um, that's a pretty good sum up. So maybe we go back to the beginning. Did a big Kickstarter. We funded a lot. We funded really well. I bought a whole bunch of copies, manufactured a bunch, brought it back to the states. Um, uh, the game sold super well by December of this past year. So a little less than two years after fulfilling, I had sold out of all the copies: backer copies, retail copies. Um, I won't tell my wife that there's still games in the basement, but you know those <laughs> copies in the public were all gone and then give or take around uh january i started to to think about well i need to find somebody else to do a reprint to do something else i got hooked up with zafty games and they were very excited very ecstatic they um they may have even like run ahead and like sought out quotes for the reprints and things like that even before we had signed on the on the line and I don't know, a couple months back, we, we got the deal finalized. They're like, we're doing a Kickstarter. We're rushing ahead. We're going to do this. And we want you to create some new content, new paintings, new expansion packs, do that sort of stuff ahead of the Kickstarter, uh, which brings us only a few months later. And here we are with a live Kickstarter, at least as of the time of this recording and probably when people hear this. And so, yeah, it was a pretty amazing opportunity. When you had the amount of copies that you had and stuff like that, is it something that you just wanted to have it finite and you just wanted to be like, you know what, I just want to get it, you know, kind of into the hands of who I think should have it and then just kind of run its course. And then when this other thing happened, you're kind of like, well, it's nice to see that, you know, there is somebody else that's excited about this and that wants to get it out to in more people's hands even. Yeah, so uh, I think it was a little bit of all that. You know, one of the things that I had always envisioned doing with Starving Artists was small expansion packs, art that people really wanted, you know, new theme-focused content packs for people who wanted Impressionist paintings or who wanted other things. Like, I had always envisioned, like, this would be a great way to um, deliver more content relatively easily. And, and the reality was it was a lot more work to do the manufacturing, the fulfillment, the publishing, uh, than I really intended to sign up for, especially once I got more than uh, like a thousand backers. Then fulfillment internationally, 50 countries was a lot of work and not really what I wanted to do and started having second thoughts about doing another Kickstarter for an expansion or anything like mm -hmm. that. And so uh, when I finally ran out of sort of the retail copies, my Amazon copies, I, I was like, somebody else needs to pick this up. And I think Zafty sort of got the value, the the opportunity, and uh, so far they're doing a great job. Nice. I, I do have to inquire, um, what, I'm trying to remember, from Zafty, I think it was like Pixel Glory? Yeah, that was that's the uh, other game. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that, was, that was pretty fun too. Uh, like, you know, was there ever the suggestion of like, hey, you should have some pixel uh, pictures in Starving Artists? That's <laughs> so um, they, they actually are affiliated with another campaign that's out there, Cristalo, I think. Oh, nice. And um, they are going to run a, um, a cross-promotion. So they had me put together a pack of 
game art from that other game to use as starving artist promo cards for that one. Um, That's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. We've talked about other game cross-promotion um, opportunities. They also did uh, Tricky Tides, a couple other things. I know Frank has asked me, would I do cards for those games too if he got that art lined up? And I said, yeah. Yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think I remember originally, like, there was also, you could, like, um, the first time around, there was actually on the site, you can, like, submit your own picture, and it would, like, generate, uh, like, a necessity for cubes or something, right? Like, almost like a, you print your own card. Yeah, so I did, and that's still out there, and that's still one that um, Zafty, a feature Zafty kept was uh, create your own card, like a card creation system. So you can drag the little squares so onto cards, your own art save like a high-res version of the template and the card down and use the game crafter or somebody like that to print the jumbo sized cards which will be pretty close to the production cards that are in there and use them in the game yeah so that's still an option and in fact uh people are definitely using it i've seen a couple examples of people who have done their own cards and printed them out and included them with their game so you can still do that so if you just wanted big pictures of kurt in your game you could certainly take the picture Make a card out of Kurt's face and drop cubes on it. Now that is a truly a work of art. Yes, I said that. Yeah, that would be super <laughs> fancy. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, how many action? Like, you know, out of the two actions, how many actions does it take to take the card of Kurt and just turn it face down? And go, no. <laughs> well, no, truthfully, not there's not, there's not, there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of color in where I'm at. So basically, it would be like a lot of white where my head is, where the bald spot is, and then. You know, maybe a little black and you know, salt and pepper in the in the goatee, and that's probably about it. So it probably wouldn't be that exciting. So I may take a screenshot of uh, the video here and turn your face into a, uh, a mostly uh, blue picture, and I'll release it ahead of the nice. podcast. So your 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 uh, your fans can go do Kurt starving nice. artist pictures nice. if they want. Yeah, T- too blue for the shirt. Right. It'll be perfect. yeah, perfect. It'll be perfect. It's the blue man group version of me. So speaking of the art part of it, so. You know, a big, a big pull for the from this game not only was the mechanics, but the like even a bigger part of that was the art because you you were able to pull this art from I can't remember what it's called again because you you always have the good technical term for it for it. So go ahead and tell us the public history domain. or history is <laughs> the public history. domain. Public domain. Is that yep. the word That's you're right. looking for? Be quiet, Dan. No one likes you. Um, so. You know, that was a big pull. So obviously, you know, with having this other version of Starving Artist, you know, you you have to kind of, you know, give them a little bit more of a different flavor. So what steps are you taking in the art phase where you're trying to pull more people in to get that version? Uh, that's a good question. So the new campaign will have all 92 pieces from the original game, including all the stretch goals, everything that we unlocked that time around. Uh, we went back and we looked at other areas where people had requested more art of a particular type, but we are still pulling from the public domain. We're largely looking at the same sorts of art sources. Um, although the $30,000 stretch goal is three new cards that are like sort of classic paintings, uh, uh, classic posters, so not paintings this time around. Um, things like, uh, you know, like a French. Uh, ballet poster from the 1900s or something like that. Um, uh, there was a Mucha, uh, Alphonse Mucha, and the original one was super popular, and people asked for more of that. But yeah, so we were looking at sort of the same sorts of things, but really the ones that people had asked, we really want to see more and more of um, 
particular one. So we have, uh, we unlocked a stretch goal with abstract art. We did more impressionists. We um, included three more. Um, I think at the $21,000 goal, there was a, a three pack of Asia art. So something from Japan, China, and Korea. We uh, brought back a couple of the, I think the current backer vote is art that didn't get voted into the original set. And the backers are being asked right now to pick uh, three from the six or so that did not originally make it into the game. So, yeah, I even see they got like the horror and adults, the um, the Renaissance. Yeah, so that was the other thing we did. You're right. So the um, uh, one of the things that Zafty really wanted was the ability for people to pick art packs that they that we weren't going to just necessarily include in the game because they would be repetitious of themes but that we there's like a wide range of art so um impressionists and renaissance art like there are thousands and thousands of paintings literally that i could have included in the game but that would become sort of not as diverse not as broad a topic it would you would end up with a lot more but people really like the renaissance art the, the abstract uh, the uh, uh impressionist art so i did 10 card packs that you can get uh, and then uh, historically, we've only done family-friendly cards. Like it, when I play with Owen, who's no longer with me because uh, it's his bedtime. Oh, he's <laughs> he's like, I'm still over here. Um, uh, we didn't include not safe for work cards. So violence, gore, uh, nudity were out Kurt. of the... Uh, Kurt. Uh, were out yeah. of the um, <laughs> original <laughs> pack, but people constantly asked like and still on twitter like hey can we get some this painting and it was out of the normal pack because nudity or violence or gore or whatever but there's now that that option for people if they want it they could always make those cards on their own yeah exactly um yeah. but it's not so, nearly yeah, so as Kurt, fun. stop eating so stop emailing him that picture that you put through a Photoshop filter saying, no, seriously, I painted yeah, this. Yeah. Please put me in the and game. And people are very passionate about their uh, not safe for work cards that they want in the game. <laughs> of course. So it's very we're all children. That's just how it works. <laughs> we are very Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, not safe for work is basically synonymous with, you know, board games at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything needs an NSFW That's true. Back. Right. Yep. I can laugh at this. I also saw, now I don't know if this is included, and I know that, I don't know where Owen is, but I saw that you had a you had a painting of Owens in there. So my original, maybe even your. So you have one of the very original, like thirty six card, personalized MFG cast versions, and I can't remember if that version of the game actually had um, original works of art by Owen Wokash and Lisette Wokash um, because that was my prototype. Oh, it's my like an old copy contest entry, I think, had their art in it, um, and so. Um, I can't remember if I took it out of yours, but um, one of the mm-hmm. one of the features that we had sort of long had is the ability for people to add their own art via the card creator. And um, well, we customized our copy with our kids' art. Um, and so you saw, I think, uh, there's pictures out there with Owen's um, lighthouse painting. I think I, I got to check my copy too. Like so, so here's the thing: you may uh, you may not remember, but when Kurt first looked into this. I also followed up with an email way back in the day. Uh, me and Kim used to have the GNU podcast. 
and uh, you sent the same thing where the logo was also oh, okay. you know, painting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was. And I love how he didn't even tell us was, that like, it was the, the small hardest pro box from the game, game crafter. Like, Why do I keep uh, dying yeah. here? This is not fun. I'm a, I'm a truly starving artist. Well, oh, yeah. So <laughs> so it's funny because like that game was originally a survival contest winner. So like there was a strong motivation to make the game harder <laughs> than. Um, sort of a casual game like I, I couldn't have the judge winning every single time and not starving um, nice. uh, <laughs> so that version was super hard from the starvation point of view like there was yeah, not a lot yeah. of food in the market or I mean uh, on the cards and uh, the market was really really intense as the game evolved over time and as backers started playing it we minimized the starvation mechanic as largely one to keep people from hoarding paints and you know, acquiring too many canvases in their in their studio to keep them focused on the actual painting of the paintings and not gaming the systems. So, and there was also uh, no wild card queue back then either. That's right. That was a stretch yeah. from the first one, um, and that was that was a solid addition um, to the the core game. Was a, a wild paint. <laughs> yeah, because I, Kurt, I don't know if you remember. I think yeah. my question to you I remember was, the how first thing you said was, halfway through? Am I playing this wrong? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. Why am I playing bad? So some uh, some actual yeah super hard originally um, in like retrospect if I had to do it all over again before I would have sent it out to to folks I would have we would have scaled back the the starvation mechanic but it really was intended to be a, a survival game at the at the outset and now it's more of a resource management time management game than a survival one although that survival mechanic's still there so. And, and people still do, and people still complain, like, why do I starve? I'm like, because you made poor choices. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I, so with the Kickstarter bringing the player count up to five and six, do people start dropping like flies at that player count? So that's a really good question. So, um, again, if we roll back to the original campaign, people ask for more players. They're like, why can't you just add another studio card or, you know, add another couple wooden bits so that we can play more players? And every time we play tested the game with anything more than four players, there was a huge starvation risk. Somebody went out very early, couldn't get the paints or paintings that they wanted. Uh, and we did not have a really good solid fix at the time of the, the first campaign. I've had a couple very dedicated starving artist players who wanted to play with a bigger group. And so they took a few of my suggestions and essentially play tested it a gazillion times for me so that we've minimized the starvation risk and sort of altered the base rules to let a to let the five and six player counts work we changed how you get paints from the market we added more paints per day to the market for five and six players so there's a couple of changes tweaks to the rules to make that work but um yeah at the beginning Five and six would not have worked. You would have had a very hard time with the core mechanics without any modification surviving. Very cool. Yeah, because that was like one of the first things when I saw the increased player counts. I'm like, ooh. It's like <laughs> yeah, and I did. I talked to Zafti about exactly this point, um, that one of the reasons that we didn't originally include it was this and that we had worked out a better way to do five and six players, but it would require... Uh, some core changes to the um, number of paints that get added to the market, how you actually acquire paints at, when you sell your canvases, what happens in those scenarios. And so 
those are going to go in to whatever the expansion is, uh, a set of core rule changes to make that happen, right? Just to touch back on something you were saying earlier, like, you know, the custom art mm-hmm. in the game and everything, like, this is, like, um, and, you know, it's, it's funny, because there's not, like, a ton of artist-related games out there. You know, you got Fresco, you got uh, Pastiche, and, you know, the Bob Ross games and everything. And uh, one thing I noticed is, like, even though, like, some of these games might have similar mechanics and everything, that's one thing that, like, really sets Starving Artists apart, because sometimes it's very easy for a player to have this beautiful you know, timeless uh, painting or work of art in front of them, but it gets reduced to, I need two red cards or I need a blue cube and the work and the time and everything is just totally lost on them. But that concept of making your own, like this is your game. Like, you know, you, you get the game, you get the bits, you get everything you need, and then you can actually make like your family members, you know, your pets. Like you can have a chronicle of your relationship with somebody. You know, it's like, I, I mentioned this a long time ago to Kurt, like, I can easily imagine where, and, uh, you know, even though I'm already, Kim's not listening at all right now, because she has her earbuds in, so this is perfect, like, I can easily see, like, just chronicling a relationship, having those things in there, and then, like, will you marry me, be one of the cards, you know, you just stack the deck before playing, you know, it's like, I already shuffled, and <laughs> things like that, and that, this is, like, the only game out there that can have that as a possibility which is amazing you know because you always hear art is subjective but i can't think of anything more subjective than your own creations yeah no and i i do think that was an early draw um i'm unaware of anybody using starving artists to propose to somebody so if that happens um make sure you take a picture and tag me in it and uh (laughs) that would be pretty amazing um but yeah no that was definitely one of the early draws to the game um and people seem to take advantage of it, uh, although I don't have an exact count of people who have actually printed the cards out at the Game Crafter or anywhere and then shuffled them into their deck. But we have our own cards here with, you know, my kids' art. I, I do have, like, promo cards that I printed. Uh, my wife's grandfather uh, was a painter. He passed away. I made a card with his stuff on it and uh, um cross my fingers that might actually make it into one of the expansions we'll see how that works out um but yeah so there's a lot of that going on uh, a lot of possibilities there and there's no magic to making the cards i uh, i did link in the original campaign sort of the rough math that i used to compute how to plunk uh cubes on there and make it not overpowered or whatever um although making your own art overpowered is a lot of fun so kurt's gonna make one that's just like a snowman like Two blue cubes, five food, uh, nine points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Tracy. I guess I win this game. Yeah. I'm going to break the whole game. So now I've got an idea. I've got an idea that now you can do, you can make your own legacy game. So basically what you do is you make your own family legacy game and you take parts of your life and you make them into certain packs. You're like, okay, well, you know, who... Who, you know, made it through, you know, our first dating or whatever and who made it through our marriage and who made it through our kids and whoever made it through this, you know, the first time, you know, I don't know, just it'd be, it'd be kind of funny to just be like, I'm just going to print out a bunch of cards and like every time you play it, it's going to be some parts of your life and stuff like that. You can kind of string it along. So when things fall apart, you tear it apart and burn the card and make it true legacy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you're, when your whole life... <laughs> 
boy, this just got dark. And then you're just going to be tearing them and light, slowly putting a lighter to it and throwing it into a fire. That one lonely fire out in the backyard. It's like at my Friday game group, like, hey, John, where's the wind card in the game? We're not playing with that card anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of those are gone. Oh, good Lord. So with the with the five and the the five and six player expansion, you know, of course you had to do some tweaks with the game and stuff like that. Is there anything else that you saw when you were putting this stuff together that you thought you know maybe maybe this is something I can tweak to make this a little bit better to you know fine tune it? Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the other areas people have sort of run into concerns with the game is if they are unable to get paints that they need or if paints that they need never come out or if somebody hoards paints that they need. And part of that is just a function of how the game plays out and a little bit of the randomness and the bag draws and the market and selling at the right time. Uh, It's not usually an issue, but it did get us thinking a little bit about how we might introduce another player mechanism to give them more choice. Um, And so what's actually coming up, I think the $40,000 stretch goal is a pack of nine cards and we're calling them sketches. They're black and white paintings by, you know, Da Vinci, things like that, where it's a study and sketch pack. And the idea there is uh, for um, essentially for five cubes of any color, you can play them down there. Once you complete the sketch, the player who completes the sketch will get five cubes of whatever they want from the bag. So you'll use your regular paint actions. It takes up a buy action to acquire it. Um, But the actual painter will be able to convert five cubes that they may not have otherwise wanted into five cubes that they absolutely need or um, think that they need uh, at the time they finish the sketch. So similar to how there's always been trading for paints that are in the market for paints that you have, that's always been there. Um, this, um, in exchange for a buy action and the paint actions it takes to finish the four, the five paints on there, you actually will end up with five paints that you really need, regardless if they're in the market, regardless of, you know, bag draws that you would get. Um, the, there's been a little bit of play testing. There's been a couple of rules variations we've, we've tried out. Um, the other thing that might come out of this is because it's study and sketch and people are supposed to learn from the sketching and things like that. Um, one of the other consequences of completing a, a sketch might be that the other players around the table get to take one of the cubes off the sketch instead of all of them getting returned to the bag. So the sketcher gets something in you know, exchange, essentially five cubes that they need, and then everybody around the table would get one off that sketch. So um, there's a little bit of balancing, a little bit of um, rules tweaking, uh, that we're going to work out, but it's pretty close to to being right. So it'll give players another option. It'll be another source of paints. Um, it doesn't seem incredibly overpowered. It's it, it does take actions, and I think if you focus too much on sketching, you're not going to get the other stuff done that you need, like finishing real paintings. Uh, so we did. We looked at other things that we could add uh, to the game to uh, fill some of the gaps and give players more choices than what they um sometimes felt like they had during the game cool so then so then when you're using those five and turning them to five other ones is it something that you're taking them from the market or you're i'm sorry just because i don't i couldn't remember if you said that right yeah i heard that right i should say right so the idea here would be it does not have to they do not come from the market they don't deplete the market to take the paints and 
it could also mean that you, so you're drawing from the bag, um, and that could be paints that were otherwise in the market, colors that weren't otherwise available, uh, to both mm-hmm. give the player the choice uh, to pick up paints that they didn't gather some other way or that hadn't come out or that another player had scooped up before them, um, just a way to get paint colors that they need. So, Gotcha. Um, it, so there's still there's still some chance that you may not get exactly what you need, even if you've done that. Uh, no, you should get what you need because you can draw from the bag what you need. You can like look. There's oh, okay. No, no random sorry. draw. I, I, okay. Yep. I miss, I miss her then. I thought it was one of those things where you're just like, I just took five of them and hope that they're not any. You actually get to choose what you want. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. So it, unless you're playing with some pillock that goes, I'm taking every single red cube in the entire bag and hoarding them for myself, you should be okay. <laughs> you could do that. You're only allowed in, in this rule, you're only allowed one sketch. So. Uh, one yeah. sketch at a time, and so once it's complete, um, you know, first of all, everybody would get to draw that if they're hoarding those and stuff. So, so what's the chance that uh, for the the people that like to hoard the paints, that there could be an optional rule of a uh, at the end of the day, some of your paints dry out, where if you have more than eight paints. You <laughs> another player picks one to go back to the bag. So. Yeah. That seems a little finicky, like at first blush, it seems a little finicky. Um, and there's not, I struggle a little bit. I've always struggled a little bit with people who want to try to hoard paints um, because it's not a super efficient use of your time if you're not painting with the paints um, and that uh, you tend to have gotten that as a reward and it's not as a hoard. So, But some people are just savages and they just want to see... You know? <laughs> If Owen were still on the pad, I, podcast, he would he would tell you he's figured out so many ways to um, punish to, to punish me more than anything else. It's it's like I remember when Kim and I were playing one time, and she's like, "Oh, you do need this paint, so I'll take it." I'm like, "That's just why. That's just wrong, man. Come on." <laughs> yep. I mean, viable but horrible. That that would be Owen. That there are people who will play cutthroat like that. This would this would at least a little bit eliminate that if you had sort of a sketch lined up that you could finish to go take that paint that you need. The the early play testers, it reduces sort of that last minute frantic. You're on one food, nutrition, and that paint that you really need never comes out scenario, um, which, you know, ends a little bit of the franticness and a little bit of the tension. Um, but I think it will result in more players um, being happier at the end of the day. And it certainly provides an outlet and another choice for players to avoid that sort of fate. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, everything I, I like, you know, everything's looking really good. I like all the additional cards, like the additional packs and everything. One of the cool things that uh, Zafti did for current owners of the game and previous backers was make a essentially a pay-what-you-want threshold initial backer. So you could have like a $2, $2 pledge if you really wanted to, and you would get the five- to play, six-player expansion and any of the stretch goals from this campaign. I would not suggest $2. I would suggest something like 7 because that will cover his shipping. But, you know, it's basically a pay-what-you-want. Yeah, it's those paint orders, man. They're only going to give two bucks because they just... <laughs> <laughs> right. So there is a limited number. I think 197 of 300 were taken as of when I looked um, not that long ago. But yeah, no, it, for previous backers or pre- previous owners of the game that don't want any of the expansions, just want the five to six player and the, the stretch goal stuff, the things that are coming in the new retail version of the game, you know, this is a, a good option for them. So um, so I do have two questions from the uh, Kickstarter. 
Okay. Uh, one is if you get the playmat, would you have to store that separate, or does that fit in the new enhanced box it option? Will not fit in the box as best as I'm aware. It's a it's a pretty good sized playmat. If um, yeah, it's a 14 by 24, so that's pretty thick. It's, that's almost like yeah. That's like those standard magic playmats, right? Like a, just give because I think yeah I think that's about the same size which Probably isn't bad because is. you can get tubes for those for like five bucks yeah so so it won't totally. fit in the box though just just to be super clear and uh, to cover the expansions and the um, all the new the new cards that are going in the game I think they're they're looking at another box but it's not going to fit the playmat so all right so at least you know if uh, if you're thinking about getting the playmat jump on Amazon buy one of the uh, Ultra Pro tubes I think they're like six dollars so that's not too shabby the other question is uh, you know because you mentioned the upgrade kit where you know um, you know the the pay what you want or thing the standard shipping on the Kickstarter uh, do you know what that would be offhand uh, I th- don't know that he was actually charging separately for shipping. Um, at the pay that you want level, because it'll be just the cards and the um, the wood bits. All right, cool. I can't promise that, but I'm pretty sure that's the way he had worked it out. Is yeah, because I mean, even like the base game, like um, you know, just as like a it's an a idea for people. The shipping yeah. is only a dollar. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so right. I think it forces you to pledge at least two. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, for anyone that's, like, interested in this, like, even if people want to go, you know, like, uh, you know, Kurt, you and I have talked about how, like, in the past there's uh, sometimes questionable things on Kickstarter or the you're just stuck in limbo. Um, First of all, this game has lineage and history. You're not going into an unknown product. It's just something that has been made better. And the fact that you can get in on the ground level for 30, like, less than $35 with shipping is amazing you know like the price point on this game is this is like a really hard to beat price like uh i like at this price i feel like i'm i would love to see this thing like in target within a year so you know so zafty games they they're part of this um part of their deal with me was that they had to get some some retailer support and backing and understanding before they would even sign the deal and i don't think they had a hard time doing that when they started showing it around to big boxes, I don't know what deals are signed up yet, but that has that was always part of it. They wanted um, to be able to do a retail distribution um, to the game. It's always worked. We've had friendly local game stores who've picked it up. I've done some, you know, like direct to gift shop things before. But you know, I think Zafty has bigger plans to to make the game more widely available at you know a bricks and mortar through bricks and mortar stores but yeah i mean 35 dollars has always been the price point and i think they've they've managed to uh, probably negotiate a better deal with the same manufacturer it'll be the same you know the same printers same things that i could do uh, for the smaller order that i did the first time around and you know based on where we're headed with this kickstarter um, they're almost at thirty thousand dollars when we're recording this um that's three-fourths of the way that um, I got to essentially <laughs> after 30 days they've done it in about a week so and of course it's got got uh, glowing reviews from across the board games gameosity the inquisitive meeple I don't know if I trust his judgment yeah I mean and he he, he didn't have anything to do with helping pick out the art at any point in this game I just like to bust him every once in a while because he always gives a good so. Still no dogs, uh, not, no dogs playing poker for Ryan. So. Oh come on, you gotta have the dogs playing poker. Yeah. That's like, it's like a staple. 
Kickstarter's not over yet. Just noting, there's still plenty That's of time. True. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you can make your own card if you really, if you're really excited about it, and you can make it. You could Photoshop and make it cats if you wanted to. It's true. What, what about dogs playing Lords of Waterdeep? Can we get that as a? Oh, there possible? you go. Oh, there you go. Sounds That'll like copyright issues. I can't advise you on that. <laughs> what if they're playing uh, Waters of Lord Deep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maidens good save, good save. of Water Shallowness. Yes. <laughs> People uh, of importance in a place of questionable, in a, in a sword and sorcery world. That's all you need. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, just, just again, as a quick aside, like when I was saying about the, the prices as being on point, um, if you want to go like, you know, a little bigger, if you wanted to go for the, uh, you wanted to get the impressionist uh, promos and the Renaissance packs and everything, again, uh, $49. Yep, that's you know forty four at the pledge plus the five dollars shipping. That's a great price for something like this. So, yeah. and just and, just for all your listeners who don't know, I mean, the base game itself had ninety two works of art, and they're on jumbo cards, which are basically two and a half poker cards. Um, so, if you think about that, you know, the base game itself had over two hundred poker cards um, yeah. uh, in cardboard in the game, uh, and they're at they've added. A bunch of stretch goals at this point. I don't know where we're at. Another, I think another. Yeah, you're at 29 grand right now, almost at the 30 grand mark, which would be another stretch goal. Yeah. So what are we? One, two, three, four. So it'll be five. That'll be another 15 cards. Um, so like another 18 cards or so, plus then the sketch pack, which will be another nine cards, uh, and then there are three 10 card packs that you can add on. Um, so there's a lot of new content just in that alone. Um, and I know just, just from what people have said, they've made, you know, even of the base game with 90 cards, people have sorted them out and said, you know, like, this is my favorite set of cards to play with Mm -hmm. rather than playing with all 90, they go through, you know, like their favorite 50 or whatever. Um, and I could see that happening more with some of the, uh, expansions. Um, so I, with that in mind, I have taken care to make sure that the cards balance out so if you take out 10 cards or 30 cards from the base game you shouldn't sway the probabilities too much uh just by using the new expansions nice yeah and it, and again it just it gives the game more flexibility so you can just you can play it quite a few times without saying seeing the you know same few cards you know so right but everybody then buys the one painting that they love to see regardless of that whether they should do that and then get mad at the game when uh, they yeah. starve later yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i i that i think that pretty much happens every time we play you know it's like i don't care about this card i don't really like this one this one's pretty i want to do this one and then yep, you start doing exactly. it you're like oh, oh crap why did i do that <laughs> yeah yep. exactly exactly and that's why starving artists are starving because they just want to make that beautiful painting you know no comment I don't want to alienate any of the actual artists in the yeah that is the true. audience that is true. who That's may true. argue sometimes my game is much more simulation than it is game so <laughs> okay now we're getting into the semantics and I don't even want to get a part of that all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right so go out there go support starving artists you know in real life and in this Kickstarter it's a great game again we got it's got the old MFG cast and GNU seal of approval on it. It's a lot of fun, and um, yeah, you get a lot of game for your buck, so you're not gonna lose. And again, thanks to thanks to Mike for coming on. Thanks to Owen, even though he had to go probably go to bed and 
because it's a little late. Even if he's not, thanks for coming on, and it's awesome to see him. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Uh, I think I got a quick jump on Kickstarter and back a little something here, Kurt. You got to give me a few minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So while he's doing that, I'll say thanks for listening, and this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.